Hello, how are you? I hope you're well. It's been a while, I haven't uh, haven't done one of these in a, probably about a week, maybe 10 days at this stage. Um, I've just been, um, I've been doing sit-ups just continuously for for 10 days, just, just sit-ups. <laughs> no, that's a joke, obviously. Um, my own training has actually gone to well it hasn't gone shit like I'm still doing a, I'm still doing like something every day but I'm not pushing through any like pain barriers or anything like I'm just taking a handy so it's not real training it's kind of like fake training um, what has actually gone to shit is like my diet um, <laughs> like I said this before now when I retire from from competitive boxing like type 2 diabetes sign me up it's an actual joke like I was uh, I've been going down to I always call it the SO garage because it used to be an SO garage but I see him with Circle K now I've been going down to Circle K on the on the, the Grange Road and like to have these deals on like you can get um, a Yorkie a Kit Kat or a Toffee Crisp bar like small enough bar right but it's it's 2 for 2 euro and then they've deals on loads of stuff right so I'd be going in and I'd be getting like four Yorkies and two Toffee Crisps and then they have like uh, they have um, kind of the small packets of M&M's for one euro each so I get like four of them and then I get five Freddos for like two euro and uh, and probably also then finish off with you can get five little packets of buttons for one euro uh, so I get them as well and like I just go home and <laughs> put them all in the bowl and just sub away you know eat them all <laughs> in like one sitting um, and you know like it's it's easier it's less guilty in Tesco because you can just go to the self service but like when you're in the garage like you have to go up to the counter and <laughs> I went up one like I'd be doing this like three nights a week like <laughs> I went up and your one goes uh Jeez, there must be you've you you've like have you a lot of parties in the house or what's going on? Because you recognise me obviously. And uh and I was like, No no, do you know, just like watching a like you'd stick on a film and uh and, and just you know, nibble away like and and then I kinda said, It's not uh like it's it's there's two people eating this like it's not just me and fucking it's all just me but your one was like oh and what uh what film is on tonight and i had to i had to lie like i was like oh something on something on netflix but uh but it was now more watching a film i was watching that fucking epstein documentary it was just like how has life gotten to the stage where i'm too embarrassed to tell the person who works in the so garage that a all these sweets are for me and b i'm going home to eat them while watching a documentary about a notorious fucking pervert like how <laughs> what has happened to me like <laughs> where did it all go wrong <laughs> yeah anyway though it is now i've i've one of the reasons i've been busy now in the last week is because i've been doing a lot of catching up with real people like this increased or um yeah the the faster easing of restrictions like it's god it's just such a buzz like last friday when when the news broke i was so happy like you know i got such a boost i was in the queue for uh for a little the brother brought me on a wild goose chase looking for something for his his ice cream maker um 
Yes, I was in this queue and I was reading it on Twitter. And Twitter is usually a complete cesspool, but that was some great positive news to get out of Twitter. The easing or the, the increased or... What's the word I'm looking for? Not increase. It's not because not an increase. I suppose the faster easing of restrictions. Yeah, so that was great. Um, like I've been, I have been seeing people in smaller groups, but it's great to be able to go like beyond the two kilometers and also to kind of see people in bigger groups. Like I went for this walk with a few people from work on Tuesday, and from the minute one of the lads texted me about it, and from the minute I got the text. I was buzzing. Like, it could have pissed rain. Now, we got a nice morning for it. It could have been a horrible morning. And I still would have enjoyed it. Like, you know, just the the buzz. The crack out of other people. Like, it's actually priceless. Do you know, it's... Other people are a bloody godsend. Like, it's just unreal. <laughs> Watch this now, it'll be fucking November back in the school and I'll be like, oh, I'm fed up with them all. And they'll be fed up with me. But no, oh, it was just brilliant buzz. Like, uh, but we were chatting anyway about um, like about social distancing going back to school. And I don't think personally that social distancing is going... I'd say we'll be down to one metre by, by this day next week because... Leo Varadkar in his speech there the other day, he couldn't give away all his trump cards. You know, he had to hold something in reserve. Um, I'd say we're going to see an increased, not pressure, but a massively increased awareness campaign over wearing a mask of some type when you're indoors or when you're in a situation where you can't be two metres from someone and a reduction of social distancing to one metre and I'd say by the 29th it'll be gone completely because the business lobby is winning out over the scientific lobby, right? <laughs> the scientific lobby are overtly cautious uh, and don't want to take any risk. Like, the the class rep said it perfectly, like, <laughs> Tony Houlihan would tell you not to go out and have 10 points but you'd still go out and have 10 points. Like, you know, they have to give you the most cautious advice like Killian Degascoon even yesterday I was listening to him on um, Sarah McInerney today Sarah McInerney it doesn't have the same ring as today Sean O'Rourke she is very good at the job but like today SOR that was a staple a staple of my radio content um, but yeah she was saying to Killian Degascoon like there's the WHO are saying that it might be beneficial to wear a mask even if it's not a reusable mask or even if it's a homemade one or whatever and he just he refused to kind of commit to it he wouldn't fall down on one side of the fence um because that's how they are they're oh they're overtly cautious and it's their job to be overtly cautious but basically it's the business community's jobs to run the fucking country <laughs> and to make sure we have an economy so i think their interest or their vested interest is gonna is gonna win out here um, especially in the hospitality sector like our hospitality sector is so important that they pay VAT at a far lower rate than everybody else like just for one example right <laughs> like it's it's incredibly important to the economy that we have vibrant pubs so I think and also right last week I was giving out or the last time I did a podcast I was giving out about um, actually I'll be 
careful here. I wasn't giving out about the protest. I was giving out about the Gardaí allowing the protests to take place because they're mass gatherings, okay? And then I was also giving out about um, people in crowds at the beaches. But sure, we've had less than 20 cases the last four days on the bounce, I think. So those events are not the super spreader events that I thought they were going to be. Um, so if... I nearly think like <laughs> if on if on Monday of of this Monday coming so in three days time, if we still got a really really low case diagnosis rate, they need to live it off like they need to open the country like it's not that <laughs> there were literally thousands of people gathering in confined areas if if they don't. If that's not enough to kind of say, look, we've sort of we've we've the back broken out of this, then I don't know what it is like. Um, yeah, but even just with social distancing, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent there. But social distancing in schools, like it's unworkable. It's totally impossible. And your man Colin O'Rourke, he's obviously more famous for being a pundit on RTE GA, um, but he's also a secondary school principal. He had a great. <laughs> had a great expression there this morning he was saying like it's all duck or no dinner like you can't do social distancing in a school so unless social distancing is either reduced to a meter or or done away with basically there won't be any secondary skills and he's dead right like and you can't you see people saying to you right what about um what about if you had half the class in on a monday and half in on the tuesday or whatever the reason that won't work in a secondary school is because not every subject has five periods a week every day in the week okay so if you were in the monday group and you had business studies on a monday your class might not again have business studies until a wednesday okay and it's a total timetabling nightmare to make sure that there are basically two separate timetables going on like it's it's unfeasible um there's also the whole issue that, sorry, yeah, the timetabling point being unfeasible. What if you're in the, yeah, if you're the teacher, like, and you did have a class every day, if that was possible to do, which it isn't, <laughs> if, if you did have a class every day, what are you supposed to do, teach the same stuff to the Tuesday crowd as the Monday crowd? Like, you know, you'd never get the curriculum done. Like they could, <laughs> they could dumb it down as much as they bloody wanted to, and you still would not get the curriculum done. Um. So yeah, actually, like they just need to. It needs to become a matter of personal responsibility. Um. Which I think the office communities are probably going to go down the route of when they start to reopen. I think they're going to face an accelerated reopening, and I think they're also going to probably survey all their employees saying like is there any reason why you can't work or you can't come in or would you be more comfortable working for home and why i, I just like i think that's probably going to happen but um funnily enough actually a few weeks ago when this figure of the 30 billion euro debt i think maybe five weeks ago at this stage first started appearing in the news i said to my dad i was like look this doesn't make any sense anymore they need to start paying the at-risk people to stay at home and let the rest of us go back to work <laughs> and he said because he's got type 2 diabetes like i wonder where i fucking get it from he said uh 
which I'm, I'm at risk. Like, I'd have to stay home and there's no, there's no way the Department of Education are going to pay me to just stay home doing nothing. And so he just dismissed the point, right? But he was in the doctor the other day for a checkup and the doctor said to him, he was like, look, I mean, there's very few people under the age of 40 who didn't have an underlying health condition around the world who've died with COVID-19. So maybe they should just, there's probably two people on every staff and or probably there's probably two in every 10 people in the staff have an underlying health condition so would it not make more sense to pay them to stay at home and the rest of you could go back to school and my dad because one of his peers was saying this to him was like yeah that sounds like a great idea and he came home and he said he was like yeah I was in with doctor whoever and he reckoned and he just repeated the exact same thing that I'd said to him four weeks ago and so I called him out on it and he was like oh yeah I kind of remember yeah you did say something like that now and I was just thinking about it like is this just my parents or everybody's parents like this they just if their child makes a sort of a sensible point or whatever they just kind of dismiss it (laughs) and I was sort of half thinking like I wonder why that's the case and then it got me like that man literally used to wipe my arse like and and taught me how to wipe my own arse so (laughs) whenever I say anything that he might slightly disagree with he probably in the back of his mind subconsciously there's a voice saying to him he can't even wipe his own fucking arse like don't listen to him so why why should he listen to me (laughs) he probably that's probably what he sees like that's probably what everybody's parents who don't listen to their children making sensible points see like just this fucking idiot like this fucking idiot talking again couldn't even wipe his own arse until I showed him how to do it like that's probably the crack I wonder how old like I'm 29 now I wonder how old I'll have to be before my parents will start taking me seriously probably when I move out of their fucking house as you (laughs) anyway yeah so that was that but that brings me now to the real I've kind of farted about there for 14 minutes that brings me to the main point of this this podcast right and that is about retrospective or maybe selective outrage okay so since the killing of that poor man George Floyd in America is it maybe 12 days ago at this stage we've obviously seen serious and legitimate outrage around the world okay which has manifested itself in the form of protests which have kind of kicked on to um well, I don't want to say vandalism but basically <laughs> statues of characters from the past from history who have engaged in or who have profited from racist activities are are being torn down okay now I don't really per se have a problem with that okay like it's probably good that slave trader Edward Coulson doesn't have a statue okay but I just want to know where do people draw the line okay um so me personally I I think yeah fair enough get rid of those statues okay but then I heard on the radio today like <laughs> Hamilton in New Zealand right well General Hamilton basically was a, a bad motherfucker who killed lots of Marys right is is Hamilton going to be is will they have to change the name um 
or there's plenty of places in America are named after Christopher Columbus, like Columbia, District Columbia. Like, will 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 that have to undergo a name change? Like, I just wonder where do you draw the line? Okay, now I know personally where I draw the line, and that is in relation to television shows and specifically comedy shows. So that's kind of what I want to talk about more. Right, I'm not I'm not giving out about about protests i'm not giving out about statues to slave traders being taken down but i do have an issue with kind of the retrospective censorship of television shows um now just going through a few recent examples i need to make a point here right little britain being pulled for having blackface in their show i mean yeah, I don't really have too big a problem with that. Like, black, blackface is a fucking terrible, terrible um, kind of blight on the artistic community and Little Britain because of the the time frame in which they operated. Like, they definitely should have known better, okay? But then I subsequently saw that there was, <laughs> like, calls for... The episode of Faulty Towers where Basil Faulty is concussed and thinks he's Der Fiora <laughs> and offends the German people. Like, there's calls for that to be taken off BBC iPlayer. Like, what? That is absolutely insane. Like, this podcast is called the Peak Moron Podcast because I think, I think fundamentally, in relation to some aspects of society, the world has hit peak moron. Like, we are just absolutely at a point where there are certain people who need to be told listen would you just relax just relax you know like stop getting so worked up by this just relax okay like basil faulty goose stepping around this hotel to the ire of a bunch of irate german tourists like that is legitimately one of the funniest things most of us will ever see on television like it is it is downright hilarious and there's no there's no way <laughs> you're going to convince me on any on like to fall down like 10 times out of 10 i will not agree with you that look this is a bit insensitive to german people okay like i just i think that's really funny right and i suppose what i'm getting at is when it comes to humor okay when it's a matter of personal responsibility we can all laugh at what we want to laugh at right so even if you're tailoring this like i mean right i'm not a professional comedian or anything but i make a few jokes you know i've said a few funny things i've got a few laughs out of people but i know my audience okay so i can work for example there's things i'd say to numbers that i wouldn't dream of saying in front of other people right and i'm not talking about management people i'm talking about just other people in general right like the stuff stuff i'd be saying that i like i i know because i know him like i'm like all right he'd find that funny but such and such might actually think that's really really rude and i know that's the workplace you need to watch yourself um but i suppose on a more like social footing like i'd never say the c word in front of women but with the lads like i'd be saying it the whole time like you know um so how you kind of conduct yourself or what you say 
I suppose on the the localized personal level, we all have the luxury of knowing our audience, okay? But when you're making a TV show, you obviously know who you want to attract, okay? But you're producing and putting it out there en masse. So if you... If people interact with your television show or your comedy or whatever and they don't like it, it's not up to you to appease them. You made a TV show, right? It's up to them to say, oh, do you know what? That's not for me. So, like, for example, okay, things that have kind of homophobic jokes or racist jokes, I just wouldn't watch them, right? That's just not for me. I just, I'm just not engaging with that, okay? But... And even, do you know, like years ago, that that film, The Ringer, where Johnny Knoxville was pretending to be, was pretending he had special needs so he could be in the Special Olympics. I was just, I saw the trailer for that and I was like, nah, do you know what, that's just, I'm not watching that, okay? But there's a film called A Fish Called Wanda, right? where there's an American character in it who's like a complete idiot and but he's also an Anglophobe like he hates the English right so he makes a lot of uh, a lot of jokes about English people or he gets into a lot of altercations or fights with English people and it's absolutely hilarious right and there's nobody in the world is going to say oh look he shouldn't be he shouldn't be talking about the English people like that Do you know that's that's disgraceful like it that so I mean I suppose yeah just that's the point I'm trying to make like it's when it when it comes to when it comes to comedy it's up to the individual to decide whether or not they're going to engage with a particular subject matter or whether they're going to find a particular material funny like it's not down to I don't know these perform <laughs> what's the word the bull used I can't remember what it was but uh, yeah no it's not down, it's not for it's not for people who are offended by anything which might be slightly politically incorrect to tell me what I'm allowed to laugh at okay it's up to me to decide what I'm going to laugh at that's my opinion anyway um but I also think if they like if they just wait it out like this will have blown over in two weeks time because that's the way the world is you know we live in the the 24-hour news cycle where everybody is instantaneously connected via twitter like it's not um news travels fast right so and this is a very cynical way of looking at it but three weeks ago the majority of the population in england was kind of calling for dominic cummings to resign because uh because he broke the lockdown rules right and it was seriously outrageous okay but uh I'd say himself and Boris were like delighted when your man was killed by the police over in America. They probably cracked open a few cans of carling and drank them in a, a non-socially distant scenario. Like, because they were in the clear. There was a new story. There was something else that other people cared about, right? Like, yesterday Tyson Fury broke the news of Daniel Kinnan. <laughs> oh God. Daniel Kinnan managing to to broker the a two fight mega deal between himself and Anthony Joshua and like absolute outrage out of the Irish media 
funnily enough, right? So the Irish media are obviously out there. They're the MTK fighters are banned from talking to media in the Republic of Ireland. Okay, so the Irish journalists can say whatever the fuck they want. Like you know, <laughs> they can they can talk about how it's a disgrace that Daniel Kinnan is involved. But in England, there's no such embargo. So and the journalists over there are desperate for. Uh, they're desperate for access to the fighters, so they won't be saying a single bad word about Daniel Kinnan. But neither will any of us in two weeks' time. Because that's the way the news cycle operates. Something else. The Arctic Monkeys once said, There's always somebody taller with more of a wit. And it's the same with it's the same with news. There's always a worse story. There's always somebody, some fucking idiot will come along and steal your headlines or some atrocity will happen and and you'll get away with it. If you, <laughs> unless you do something really outrageous and you're in the public eye, it seems to be the crack that if you're just thick-skinned enough to wait it out, you'll be all right, like. Sure, like Trump, Trump, like there was literally video evidence of him saying horrendous things about women and he managed to be elected president, right? Dominic Cummings got on TV and gave one of the most contemptuous press conferences I've ever seen. Basically, he said, I don't care what Joe Public thinks because I thought I was right at the time and he got away with it, right? And it'll be the same story again with with Daniel Kinnan and Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't actually have a poem. Um, I don't actually have a poem this week to finish up on. Um, but I do want to say well done to the farmer's son. Now he's back in the office. Like this, he's done a full working week back there. Fair play to him. We need people like that getting the country going again. Well done.